152 family. So before we get into this episode, we would like for you to like, follow, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform that you're listening to. And if you're on Spotify, you are actually the real winners, okay? That means you are watching. That means you're also in tune with any other polls or any other content that we have coming out. Spotify is the place to be. So if you're not on Spotify, if you're not tuning into us on Spotify, you're, you're still loved, but you're missing out, okay? <laughs> so please make sure you check us out there. Also, follow us at 52 Dallas on Instagram. We want to thank y'all so much for your love and support. We really do appreciate it. Now, let's get into this episode. You're listening to the 52 Podcast. Yo, what's up, family? Welcome to the 52 Podcast. It is I, your host, Brandon J. Walker, sitting here with the man, the myth, the legend, Andres Tag. So first of all, first of all, are we? is it just Tags? Cause you know you in music now. You know what I'm saying. Tags was like the the the, the video guru. Oh, stop. that was that persona. So is that the same, or are we like switching it up? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's simple, man. I I go by my full name just because it has a. I don't know. I feel like there's a different weight to it. You know, like okay. I can't back out of this type of thing. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but nah, people still call me Tags. I say it in my music sometimes. Like it's Tags. Like yeah, you call me what you want, Andres Tags. It's all the same to me. I really rock with tags. I like, like that's it. just like a, it's it's just, it's a cool vibe. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. I appreciate it. Short, sweet, simple. I love it. Look, welcome to the podcast. Super glad that you're here. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button. Make sure Do that it. you hit the follow button. Yes. So you can keep up with all the episodes coming up in the new season. But I'm super excited about this one because, bro, we've been like social media like acquaintances yeah. for a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. So. Yeah. Other than the one time that you came up to the office and we kind of chopped it for a little bit, bro. Right. We kind of never really had the chance to really sit down and kind of yeah. get to know each other, bro. So I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here, too. That's Appreciate the cool thing about you. these things. We get to we get a reason to do it because we both live busy lives, you know, and we get yeah. to put it all aside and just chop it up. I love it. Let's jump into it, bro. Let's do it. Starting off, who is Shoot. Tags, bro? Who is Tags? Man. Um, so I'm a creative dude. I'm an artist. I make music. Uh and, you know, I've been doing the creative things, social media, content creation, video, photo, graphic design since I was like 15, professionally since 16. But, um, man, I'm, I'm from Venezuela. Uh, we moved as a family to Miami when I was like six. And then we ended up in Dallas at some point. I was like in the fifth grade. And, yeah, man, I've just uh, I'm a tried and true creative. I feel like that's yeah. I just like expressing. I like creating things and i've tried damn near every kind of you know form of create kind of creation you know what i'm saying and yeah um through it i've landed in the place where i always have been music um mm-hmm. you know music has always been like a passive kind of passion of mine i've always been in music i've been a piano player since i was like six years old i've yeah. been doing this stuff and i never shared it because it's such a vulnerable side you know oh yeah 100 percent but we're here, bro. Even from the moment, like from whenever I got introduced to you, <laughs> like I got introduced to you as somebody who like you had your own like creative collective. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that, it was video stuff. It was podcasting. It was like YouTube. It yeah. was you were really like, <laughs> but but it's, it's, it's a difference between like trying a bunch of things but actually do, you're just right. like somebody who was doing a lot of things no that's real and you were doing them very well dude I appreciate like it. your youtube content was always on point your podcasting content was always on point you can tell that you understand the concept of quality mm. you know and i feel like in the creative space right now we have a lot of people who i feel like the the appreciation of quality has gone down and mm. people just want to put out as much as possible. That's real. And I feel like people are kind of getting tired of it and we're kind of transitioning back to quality and yeah. people actually taking their time and putting out things that they're proud of. Yeah. And once that kind of transition started, that's when you started transitioning into the music. Mm-hmm. So at what point were you in the midst of your YouTube run in the midst of your creative run personally and with the creative collective, like at what point do you realize like actually like my heart's with music? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I really stopped doing the podcast. I had a podcast called hustle culture and, uh, I stopped doing that as well as my YouTube 
um, really circumstantially. You know, there was a lot of things going on in my personal life that kind of made me back away from that. Like uh, time-wise, I was just around people I shouldn't be around, like uh, friend groups, just toxic. You know, I was in a toxic relationship at the time that like took me away from that. Um, and in the midst of a year, like 2021 was like my year of transition, you know? Yeah. It was like, I saw this post the other day. It was like, uh, like 2021 broke me, 2022 built me, and 2023 we're executing. And that's like, for real, for me. <laughs> and so yeah. um, I was like, that was so real. Um, during that year, I kind of let go of almost all of my friendships, like 95%. I had like three homies. I was like, keeping y'all close. Everyone else, like you're gone. Yeah. Like cut ties. And then I ended that year leaving my relationship, which was a marriage and divorce. And um, because of that, in January of 2022, when I was like free of every negative, toxic thing in my life, um, music kind of popped into my head. Like before that, because I was in circles where like nobody really cheered for each other and nobody really cared and nobody really uh, pushed for everybody individually to do well. Yeah. Like it would like the idea of being an artist wasn't even visible. Like it, I was always like, I play piano and like I could rap a little bit. Like if you put a beat on in the car, I could spit and it was fun. And like, but I didn't even think about being a full blown artist. And then as soon as I got rid of all that negativity and toxicity in my life, it just kind of like a little blurry, you know, remnants of, Oh wait, I, I, I'm an artist for real. And you know, I, I just, there's just something to getting rid of that fog. Yeah. In your life. You know what I'm saying? That mm -hmm. it allows you to see deeper. And we landed in music. And I always struggled with the idea that, like, you know, I could do video pretty well. I could do photo really well. I could do these different things. I was even, like, a sound engineer at my church for a while. I was, yeah. like, doing all these different things. And I'm, like, God, where does this all kind of culminate? Yeah. And I thought in 2020 was, like, my highest earning year with my creative agency. Mm-hmm. And I thought the agency route made the most sense for me because I was like, I can do all the things. It makes it easy to hire. It makes it easy to, you know, do all these things in the creative side. And then I did it. And I was like depressed, making the most amount of money I've ever made. Yeah. Depressed, working for 20 different people, clients, you know. And when I started getting into the music, like producing, like actually like building my image as an artist, I was like, this is it. Like, mm -hmm. all the sound stuff I learned, obviously, music, but, like, video, like, marketing myself as an artist, I can do it all myself. Um, and it just felt natural. It's one of those things where, you know, I would get tired of doing client projects. I don't get tired producing or I don't get tired creating campaigns for my own music. Yeah. You know, so that's that's really. You were in the field. You were training. And you didn't realize it. Exactly, bro. That's, you, that's what it was. And it's crazy because. Um, there's a, there's a kid that I know, man. His name is Jayon, bro. He just blew up on Instagram. Mm. Like, he has been posting content consistently, on, like, starting in September. Wow. And that one video hit, and now he, like, got, like, 32,000 followers Jeez. in the last couple of weeks, right? That's funny. And he put out this one reel, and he was talking about how he hated editing. And he hated learning how to do video. And yeah. his mentor, who was somebody I was working with at the time, was like, you need to learn these things. Right. And he was like, bro, I, I have no desire yeah. to pick up a camera. I have no desire to learn editing, none of these things. And now, through his social media content, he's right. like, if I never agreed and was obedient in that moment, yeah. I wouldn't be in the position that I am right now. That's real. And it's like... A lot of times we get so caught up in what we want to be doing at that specific time. And we're not in tune with God to be able to hear his voice when he tells us to do something. And it's delayed gratification. Yeah, It's like, yeah, like, even with 52, it's like, yeah, man, we got clients, bro. And we're doing this, that, and the other. But, like, I'm not happy, man. Mm. Like, for some reason, like, this just isn't clicking. Mm. And as time went on, and now we're in this position now where it's just like, bro, at the end of the day, this is what I love conversation sitting down with other creatives creating a space mm. for creatives to come in and have conversations that they wouldn't normally have with other people right and i feel like that's essential to like everything that we're doing 
and essential to just our individual processes and how we create things. Yeah. You know, because it's hard to create when you're not living. That's right. That's so facts. And if you're always stuck in a crib and you're not leaving the house, you're not going out and you're not encountering different people, it's hard. We find ourselves with writer's writer's block. Mm. We find ourselves stuck, not being able to come up with ideas and concepts. And music's a whole different thing because it's like everything you're writing is based off of your personal experiences. And, bro, it's been what? It's been almost two years that you've been, like, really, really going at it. I just turned... A year in February. It's been a year? It's been a year, yeah, yeah. Bro, I feel like it's been... I love that, dang, though. Dude. I love that. I love really? that. Really? Yeah, and, you know, that's... I love that you feel that way, because that was kind of the point of me. I, I've been releasing a song a week for four months. I just stopped releasing a song a week, like, last week. Uh, about to gear up and do something different, but... uh. That's first of all. That's very hard to do. Uh, yeah, it, it it was cool. You we, say it like it's so like <laughs> nonchalant. Like yeah, bro, I was dropping a song, you know, once a week for four months. Like, <laughs> bro, that's sixteen tracks. Bro. Yeah, yeah, no, and it's it's cool, and I loved it. And um, we can get into the why in, in a second, but to tie back to what you were saying, it's like with music, it's super. It can be super inspiration based, and a lot of people think creative. It, it all. It's all coincides that's why i'm so grateful for kind of the path that god's put me on with doing the video stuff first and all that other stuff first because like yeah it really made it like for example like a little tiny thing like premiere is a linear editing software Mm -hmm. so is every music da like which that's what you call those softwares yep and so learning how to produce was easy because i knew like and i knew the little intricacies of you know getting to that point of frustration trying to learn how to do this effect and pushing past it in music production, bro, like mixing, like it's one of the most frustrating things. Yeah. But I'd been doing it in a different space for so long. It, it became easy. So yeah, you saying the two years is just crazy. Cause you know, to me, it feels like I just started, but it's nice to know that people are like, nah, you've been, you kind of established it. It makes me feel good. So I appreciate you. Saying yeah, that. man. I mean, it, it shows, it shows you look like you've been here. Mm. And I think that's very important as creatives. Yeah. It's real. We need to act like we've been here before, even if we haven't. Yeah. It, there's a level, because it's, it's hard to tote the line between arrogance and confidence. Right. And in my experience, sometimes I just find myself talking to a lot of creatives who just act, they don't act like they've been here before. Mm. And it's like, yo, sometimes you got to gotta buckle up and tighten up and really like For sure. get your stuff together because you don't know what room you're going to end up being in. Right. And the years I lived in L.A., bro, like I... There's rooms I've been in. I'm like, there's no way. There's no logical explanation as to why I'm in this room right now. Yeah. But it's like, I got to act like I've been here. I can't be out here fangirling and tripping out and acting like I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Like, can't you got to be somebody that people feels like I can take you somewhere. I can trust you in these scenarios, Mm -hmm. in these situations. And, bro, the way you carry yourself, man, and. Just a level of quality you put out, bro. Yeah, you you look Thank like you've been here, man. Yeah, and that's a that's a real thing though. Like knowing, like almost like the fake it till you make it kind of mindset. Yeah, you know, there's merit to that, and I think um, for any creative watching this, I think it's important to. The way I approach it, I had one of my mentors tell me like, Elijah was just a man. It's like that he used to tell me that all the time because we would be in rooms that was like, that kind of thing, like. Uh, you know, like I'm, I'm out here doing a shoot with the Mavericks and like I'm composed 18 year old, like why? And it was because of that concept. Like, you know, you're just a dude just like me who yeah. just, you've had your run and you've had your sequence of decisions that's led you to here, but there's no s- difference. Like we're human. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And when you know that, like, you know, like Justin Bieber is a dude, yeah. like Ariana Grande is ju- a girl, Yeah, you know, who, just is passionate and, and did what they had to do, but it takes away the starstruck kind of side of that. Yeah. You know, and eh, I, I get nervous. I was a little nervous coming out here, you know what I'm saying? But the overall like crippling fear or anxiety that everyone has when they start pursuing whatever they're trying to do. Yeah. Like, you know, that, I think that's a really cool realization and revelation to have. Like, you know, people are people, <laughs> you know, you, I, I'm not worried about, what this person has to think. Cause I know at the end of the day they were here mm-hmm. however long ago. Yeah. And, you know, that's, it's a whole, it's a whole concept, right? Like yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. time, like, you know, but 
yeah, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, man. And as far as like, because I know, I know people personally, but I know for sure there are people who are listening and hearing the conversation and they might be in that position that you were in a year and a half ago. Mm. And they feel kind of stuck in their situation. Kind of walk through, walk with me through that process of creating, even though you're in the midst of complete chaos and in a toxic situation, but still managing to find a place to create, finding the capacity to create and kind of putting blinders on and blurring all of of these things out. Because I feel like some people have a hard time doing that. Yeah, I think... I think if you're truly like a creative, you know, you really want to create despite what you're doing. And yeah. I think, you know, you it dictates how you move. Like when I was in the heat of like, you know, deciding if I want to leave my ex, you know, like I stopped doing the YouTube tutorials. Yeah. I'm like, that's not me right now. And I did the podcast, a long form conversational thing. And being able to, to, to like... I think the key to that is like being okay with adapting and changing yeah. and understanding like, uh, you know, I am like you're Brandon Walker. You're more than just the reels you put up. You're more than just this podcast. You're a creative, you're a dude. Yeah. And there's many sides to you. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like to tie it in. Like I'm, I'm about to drop a project where I'm re-releasing basically all of these song of weeks mm-hmm. into like one singular project. And it's called many sides. Cause I kind of venture into different genres and they yeah. all have different sounds and stuff. And the whole thing is based off the premise of like, we live in a world where because of Instagram bios, like we feel like we have to be one thing and like do one thing. And so I feel like most people who feel stuck, they're just scared to get out of that place and try new things. Cause mm. they've put themselves in a box. Cause nobody cares. Like yeah. if tomorrow you decide to be a surfer, like, cool (laughs) yeah it's like yeah yeah, yeah. like but it's all in our head and we're all just overthinking every little decision we're making and so i think you know understanding and this is kind of something i want to a message i want to kind of continue to spread as i continue to grow in in music is like you know like i'm not just a rapper i'm not a pop artist i'm not this i'm an artist (laughs) and i make music and if i feel poppy today i'm gonna make a john bellion type beat (laughs) and then if i feel dark and moody i'm gonna make you know, give me your trust that one of the songs I made, you know, like, and that's okay. Like, yeah. and, and, you know, you're going to like this style more and that's cool. But the beauty of doing what I've been doing is like, you have girls who like the tequero too, which is like a, mm-hmm. like a, a vibe, like, yep. you know, it's like baby Keem type stuff. And then you got like Neckworth, which is straight rap hip hop, which like my, my homies out here in the streets, like, and that's cool. Yeah. And, 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 I felt like this person this day and I'm going to do that. But having that awareness to know nobody cares that much. Like, I think that's the key to getting unstuck. Mm. It's, it's like realizing that at the end of the day, bro, you're not that important. Yep. (laughs) We're, we're not that important, man. You know, at at the end of the day, I got to take, I got to take my situations and be able to express them throughout, through my art at some point. Right. And Hey, if I can't figure it out on this end, let me try to figure it out somewhere else. Exactly. I think that's, man, that's good, bro. Yeah. Hey, let them cook, bro. Let them you know cook. What I'm saying? <laughs> these long form things, I like these things. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't If I talk too much, just let me know. No, no, bro. <laughs> no, bro. Trust me. This is, I, I love this. I love, I, I want to get it so much off of myself and just being like, hey, like, I want to highlight the community and mm-hmm. people who are just out here doing their thing and doing it at a at a high level. I and, love that. Um, getting to know people in the process. And that's needed, bro, because in Dallas, we have, like, one of the most thriving creative scenes, and nobody knows it's about co- it. It's coming alive. So It's coming alive. Yeah, because of people like you and, you know, other people in the city who, you know, COVID kind of messed everything in momentum. Bro. Up. But <laughs> bro. Yeah, it's cool. I've, I've seen, like, people who I know who are leaders in the space step up like you. Uh, it's going to be sick because, yeah, we need – creatives I feel like we all kind of crave you know this is part of the whole nobody cares kind of thing but we all crave some sort of connection and yeah and admiration and uh it's another word I was looking for but we just want to be seen and so having mm-hmm. a community like this and in a central point where you can be seen yeah is fire 
Because it's very hard to, like, get true, honest relationships in the creative space sometimes. Because a lot of times people just, they want they want to get somewhere mm-hmm. or they want to collab on something and then that just be the level of the friendship, right. the level of the relationship. And it's very rare that creatives really connect with each other 100%. and really, like, come into a relationship with each other. And as we go down the line, some people, man, you might link up with people and you're there for years. Facts. And it's like, hey, these are just the people that I work with. Yeah. You know, I got one of my friends, Laura. Like, I I've, I don't work on any project without her. Mm. Any video project, film project, anything that I do, she's involved in. And Sick. we met in L.A. eight years ago. Nice. And I feel like that's that's needed. We need more of that. More of honest, true relationship and people wanting to see people win yeah instead of just wanting something from somebody trying to get something yeah in return and honestly it's making it's making being genuine cool again like hey man like i really don't want that in return like i just Mm want to make sure you got the resources you need because i I just love your stuff right and i I love that heart of just no strings attached man Mm. a community where there's no strings attached and it's like in the macro. Like yeah. If, if we're all helping each other, like, like think about like the music scene in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It wasn't big 20 years ago, 25 years ago. It's booming now. Oh, yeah. It was because of people like Metro Boomin' putting out beats 24 7, like trying to build up this thing. And, you know, Future came out of there. Like, this, that could happen here, you know, in yeah. Dallas. It's just, there's just this weird, and I've talked about it with people before. There's this weird air here in the city, like, you know, maybe because it's one of those, like, mega cities where it's very corporate and very commercial and, like, people come and they don't stay. You know, it's like, it's this weird thing where it's been lacking that sense of, like, let's just help each other win. Like, everyone, there's some in the city, and that's why I get excited because I'm like, there's genuine people, too, and it gets overshadowed. By the people who don't care or who yeah. like again, let's just move here from another city because yeah. it's cheaper. That's what yeah. I'm referring to. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it used to be cheaper. Jesus Christ! Do, tell me about it. All these California people, to be honest, all, all, these, all these California people coming out here, dude. I'm like, y'all messing the vibe up. Cause. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for real. But I in okay. So walk me through. We'll we'll go into the childhood later, but walk me through like high school. Ooh. High school, oh my God! And were were you even tapped in creatively in high school? Oh yeah. Okay, so yeah. walk me through what that looked like. Okay, so it was weird because okay, so in high school I was the baseball guy. I played baseball, mm-hmm. so I was in sports, and but I was also the kid who like I was in like the digital interactive media class, and yeah. I was like I got my first gig like commercial gig. Uh, at DHL, I got like I did a commercial because my dad worked there, and he told him like he's doing videos. And I remember they paid me like it's like a six hundred dollar commercial, but they couldn't pay me because I was a sixty like I don't know how old yeah, I was. You were underage. Yeah, and they couldn't pay me, so they paid me in Amazon gift cards. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I was definitely getting into it, but most of it came from uh, YouTube. Like I was addicted to YouTube. Like yeah, Casey Neistat. Like. Mm. All them boys, like Peter McKinnon, all that whole way. Oh, yeah, Peter the Goat. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I started doing video. That was, like, my first thing. Uh, it started at the church, actually, that I was going to. I was, like, I joined a small group because mm-hmm. my dad was playing percussion. My mom was, like, directing the choir, and my sister was, like, part of the dance team. And I'm, like, So you grew, you grew up in church? Yeah, kind yeah. of. It was, like, halfway. We were. Okay. I grew up Catholic, and then, like, when we moved to Dallas, we kind of uh. fell in love with Jesus. Okay. We got out of that into, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so in that, I was like, I need to do something because I'm spending all my time here anyways. Might as well. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, <laughs> That's I, real. I joined like a DSLR, like small group. And my first two mentors, they gave me my first camera. It was like a T2i. No, it was, yeah, T2i, but like it didn't have the swivel screen. And it had like messed up rubber, like tape. Like, it was just bad. But it was my first. I, I recorded that. Hey, that, was, uh, that was a camera back in the day, though. Sheesh. <laughs> that yeah, was the camera, bro. The cannon was running the game. Hey, bro, people had that rebel thought they was <laughs> for real Scorsese out here, bro. <laughs> so that's what I was doing, and uh, a lot of my stuff creatively was at the church. It yeah. wasn't really high school related. Like 
when I was in high school, like I came to, I came into who I was in high school. Like I was like a nerdy kid mm-hmm. in elementary and middle school. Like in middle school, I was, I was like a band nerd. Like I was in percussion. Yeah. So like in high school being like part of the baseball team, I was like, Oh, okay. Like, you know, like getting attention from, from girls. Like it started there. Like I was insecure, not confident at all before. And then I was like, all right, we got something. So that allowed me to get creative and to want to do things and feel like people would care. You know, Um, but that was it. I mean, it was really super heavy church um, on the creative side. I was like a church creative. Yeah. It's weird, man. Like I, I go back to high school. I was just all sports. Yeah. And do you play baseball? Uh, yeah, okay, I did. Okay, okay, I okay. did. I, I did. Had my, my main, my main was uh, football. Um, but like my dad, my dad almost went pro. Oh, shit. And, but he tore his shoulder and my uncle played. My uncle still, he's an umpire, mm. like in retirement doing his thing. That's like, epic. They big baseball family. So that's awesome. When I decided to stop playing, they were super mad about it. Mm-hmm. It was a whole thing. But Same here. <laughs> it was, oh, bro, it was a whole thing. And I, I think, like, for me, like, I, I didn't think it was possible to be creative. Mm. I thought it was just like, oh, yeah, like, I'm in theater. Like, I did theater. Oh, wow. And, and sick, man, shout out to my theater teacher, bro, because she saved my life, man. Like, really? She, she, she took me in, bro, because it just kept me out of trouble. Mm. And I would just be a part of the plays, the 24-hour theaters, and that's where my love for writing came from. That's awesome. And it just kept me busy. You know, I had too many, too much idle hands, and I wanted to make sure that I wasn't um, putting myself in bad positions. You know, right. and she really looked out for me. And But nobody taught me that you can actually do something. Mm. By being creative, yeah. it was always like, no, you need to go to college. Wow. You, know, it, you need to make sure you graduate with this GPA. You need to make sure you hit these test scores. And when you graduate, you need to make sure you already got all your applications in by this time and figure out where you're going. And it was just always just academics, academics, mm. academics, academics. And that's just how my family is. Wow. Like, I'm like the black sheep. I'm the... I'm the creative that's yeah, just yeah, out yeah. here running around. Like, yeah, you're the rebel. Yeah, I'm the rebel, man. I and I didn't really feel that there was a space for that. And I feel like I wasted a lot of time mm. figuring out what I wanted to do because I knew what I loved, but I didn't realize that that was an option. Mm. And even to this day, I carry on carry with this, like, I feel like I have this responsibility to give the next generation the tools that they need to where like you, you know, there's art schools, right? Mm. Like you do know that your favorite movies aren't just this thing. They're just like unattainable. Yeah. Like you can go to school and be a director to be a DP, to be a producer, to be an actor, an actress, a producer and music or whatever the case right. is engineer and showing them that there's value in the things you love. Cause nobody really taught me the value in, yeah. the, in in that area, and my love for that started in church as well. Mm. You know, it's always youth group, bro. Bro, church is, I, and I will say this, you know, church is probably the fastest way to develop as a creative. In my nah, opinion. for real, like being a church creative and like fully being in it, like every week, like you're getting your reps in. You're ten thousand hours in, you're gonna get them in in like a month, bro. They be. <laughs> Oh, bro, churches don't know. They don't understand timelines. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Timelines and expectations <laughs> yeah. when it comes to creativity in church is like non-existent. Bro. Nah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, I need a movie. It's, yeah. it's Wednesday, <laughs> but I need a movie by Sunday. But I want to see a first cut by <laughs> yeah. Friday morning. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, bro. Like, oh, ch- church will put you, as a creative, church will put you on uh it'll put you on a hot seat, bro. It'll, it'll really test you, you see it. if you really want to do this or not. That's like another reason why, again, like, you know, you're talking about, like, feeling like I'm already here. Like, bro, you go through that. You, that's, like, the gauntlet. Like, you could do anything. If no, you for real, bro. Like, I've I've seen, I've been on sets, bro, movie sets, where I'm like, man, this is way more relaxed than a, yeah. than a Sunday, bro. <laughs> that's real. Than a that's Sunday. Real. Oh, bro, get out of here, bro. bro Especially was, if your church got, like, three services. Yeah. Oh, that's a wrap. Oh, the three services. I remember we switched from two to three. God. And it was, like. 
And then no, don't get me started on Easter weekend. You got like oh, that's a wrap. Sunrise, that's a wrap, bro. <laughs> and then the, the three, and then sometimes bro. we had a fourth because it's like <laughs> we had the we had the Saturday night service. We had the, the the three Sunday services. I'm like, come on, bro. Oh yeah. When I was in LA, bro, I was a part of the plant of Zoe Church. I love Zoe Church, bro. And bro, I remember the Sunday, we were already at four services. Oof. We were at four services. And I remember Chad came through and was like, yeah, bro, like, we're going to have to add another service. Oh, no. And I used to travel with Chad, so, like, I'm in agreement with him, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, hey, bro, like, <laughs> you for real? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, bro. I'm like, you already know yeah. like, how this going to go. And I remember we had our, the, the, the pre-service huddle, mm. and it was just like, hey, guys, Big announcement. Everybody's all, like, right. super excited about it. And it's, like, starting in two weeks, we're going to go to five services. <laughs> and it was just, like, everybody was, everybody like, was like, don't know how to feel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Cool. That's a real feeling, yeah. bro. <laughs> it's, like, because L.A. ain't got no, you ain't got no building in L.A., bro. Mm. Unless you're Mosaic, obviously. But right. we have a church at the so L. Ray Theater. Down. You know what I'm saying? We in a, we in a concert venue so we rolling in every morning rolling out every night so it's like you go from first it was three to four to five it's like man so what's happening we got three mo- three morning services and two night services yeah so you be at church more than a full-time job yeah and you're not getting paid to do that as a full-time job. Don't even get me started on that, bro. <laughs> oh, don't even opinions. get me started. Man, you know what? Hey, we here, bro. We here. We, we here. We, let's go ahead and, yeah, let's talk about this, bro. Oh, man. Why do you think there is such a disconnect with church and paying creatives? Let you me know? rephrase that. Yeah. Not just paying creatives, like actually like paying them correctly. Right. Because they'll know. throw something out there, but. It's not, not yeah, 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 like a little stipend and, you know, a little gas money. You know, no, it's it's tough, you know, because it, it's it's church-wide, right? It's like the, the church life people also not getting paid. Like the creative people also not getting paid. The, the reason is different for the creative people is because we're setting up the money coming in. We're, we're the marketing, mm. you know, and you call it whatever you want to call it, but... The reason there's people in the seats is because of the video we made. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's because there's a production team because you have an audio engineer who makes sure that, you know, it doesn't sound horrible. Like, and yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's a, I have a very skewed, not skewed. I have a very realist perspective of it all. Cause I was, you know, similar to you, like with Chad Beach, like I was at in the, the most inner circle you could be at a mega church here in Texas. And like, you know, I seen the things, you know, and I seen yeah. where money's going, where this is that. And I got opinions. I don't want to do nothing because I got friends who go to church and whatever, whatever. But for me, I feel like it's 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 just, the you know, if you could get somebody to work for you for free by saying it's for this. You're supposed to serve, bro. That mentality supposed to serve you should be happy that you get to serve exactly that whole get to instead of yeah no bro it's it's toxic and it's you know i i have friends like um i still do contract work for elevation and elevation does a good job of taking care of people and because steven furtick is very uh business minded yeah and i've seen like even like there's contracts like the worship leaders are getting paid for for their like contributions to the songs it's very I don't know why people think that like adding business to creative is like taboo. Yeah. Like in like I've had people feel a way when I send them a three month retainer contract instead of just saying, yeah, let's do it and let's build something. I'm like, no, let's get it in paper so we don't have to run into this later. And that doesn't exist in the church world for some reason. But there we in church, your creative should be some of the highest paid people in your church. thousand percent. Like your associate pastor shouldn't be making more money than your creative than the director of your creative team bro like even searching for jobs right now like you go in social media manager director of content creation whatever yeah 60 60,000 a year 80,000 and it's like 
in the actual market, this is a hundred and fifty thousand right. dollars salary. But it's like, and we, I know we're talking about church right now, but I think just in general, there's just like, there's always been this misappre like nobody's appreciative of creatives yeah. in their contribution to things. Yeah. And I feel like COVID kind of helped us in, with our case. That was my highest earning year was COVID. Because it's like, hey, your church can't meet in person. Mm. What do you need? Oh, bro. You need to record your sermons. Yep. Everybody, everybody got a black magic camera. Oh, bro. That's everybody. Black magic. <laughs> if you was really, if you was really about it, you, I had people, I knew people who were getting the C100s. Oh I'm like, my goodness. I'm like, oh yeah, y'all going, y'all going yeah. in. Yeah. Local camera shops got the most business during COVID. Oh, bro. All from churches. All these churches getting all this camera gear yeah. and it's like, yeah, man, like you, you don't realize how bad you need creatives until you need them. You know, in, in just in general, whether it's commercials, whether it's graphics, whatever type of marketing in general, um, that's that's us, especially in today's world where everything's on social media. Yeah. Your church is on social media. People are looking to see your pictures. People are on your website. People are looking for videos. People are looking for live streams. People want to know what does the experience look like yeah. at your church. And... As professional storytellers, it is our job to tell the story of the church. Yep. And I think in the church, it's complicated, right? Because you don't really have a say. There is no negotiation. You kind of, you don't get to negotiate your thing. But if we're talking about the bigger scope of a creative and being undervalued and underpaid, something I had to learn is like, you know, you dictate how much you, you get paid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's a real thing. Like, I've booked a $10,000 video a week after booking a $200 video. And the videos didn't change. The budget of the camera didn't change. It was me saying, no, this one's worth 10000 because you're hiring me. And them just agreeing because they mm -hmm. believe in which, like, that's the, that's the part about being a creative that is hard. It's that it's very subjective. And yeah, but the beauty is you're the dictator of how much you're getting paid. And that that's the part where, like I remember when I was like, you know, we all go through the phase when we're young. We're like, creatives, we don't get paid enough. And, like, people taking advantage. I bought a shirt that said something like, some like, don't ask your creative to do it for free or something like that. Like, super in that, like, liberal thought process. And I was like, as you mature, you start realizing that the person hiring you don't know any better. So if you say you're worth two fifty a video as opposed to saying you're worth a thousand a video, they're probably not going to, you know, as long as you're promising, you're delivering on your promise and you're not being shady about it all. Um, I've had clients where <laughs> I'm like, they're like, how much to do this? I'm like, it'd be 1500. And they're like, that's too much. And I was like, all right, no, I mean, I can give you recommendations of people. I know charge less, go, go have fun or whatever. Um, and they always come back and they're always like, damn, I should have hired you in the, I just wasted 250. And I was like, I told you, you, you know, get what, what you pay for. You get what you pay for. And I had a really good sit down with uh, his name is Arnold Lawson. Do you know Arnold? Mm -mm. He's a wedding cinematographer. And we had a really cool conversation about this. He talked about Picasso and his whole the when he like drew something on a napkin at a bar. Have you heard that story? Yes. He just said, well, for the people, he drew a little thing. Somebody said, hey, could you give that to me? And he was like, yeah, it's going to be like. He says some crazy number. I don't even remember the number. It was like $60,000 for it. And they're like, what? It took you like five minutes to do that. And he was like, nah, this took me 20 years to be able to do this on a napkin. And it's like, that is what dictates how much you're earning. So for the creative out there that maybe is feeling like a little like, you know, I'm not making this money or like, you know, whatever. You have to like really audit where you are. You know, like I, you know, if you're, Oh, oh, sorry. This is what Arnold said, th which was the, the big span of things. It's like every cinematographer ends up making around the same amount of money a year. The difference is somebody's working way more than the other. Yeah. Because you could be making six mm. figures, 250 a video. Mm. And this person could be making six figures, 10K a video, just doing like oh 10 yeah. videos a year. That's good. And so, you know, you got to know where you're at. Like Quality over quantity. Exactly. And it's like if you're just starting... That I think that's how you dictate his experience. It's like time in the game. Like, I was charging 100 bucks a video when I started, and it was because I wanted to get better, and I wanted to get reps in. But you get to a point where 
you know how to do this. You're an expert. It doesn't mean that I used to think it was directly correlated to your camera or. Yeah. And bro, I've made more money. Like I, there was a season where I, I, I bought a Sony a 6300. This was my highest earning year. Actually, I bought a, a Sony a 6300 because um, it could do 4K, whatever. I bought it. I like rigged it out a little bit. And I show I, I'm over here thinking. I had heard somebody say it online. What I'm saying now, I heard someone said it. And I was like, I'm going to try it out, whatever. I meet one of the biggest entrepreneurs in Las Colinas. And he's like, you know, I want you to do this video for me. I sell, and I had DM'd him like six months before. You know, I, I, I would just go on like, I would search up hashtag entrepreneur Dallas. And like, I'd go through all of them. And I just DM him like, let's do this. He hit me back. I didn't have the gear I had when I first told him, like, let's do this. I had like better gear and like. I end up buying this thing. Yeah, I get this. It's a, it's total maybe seven hundred dollar package. Like, it's I bought the camera for five hundred bucks. I had a cheap lens. Yeah, and I had like a steady cam. And I like it was like let's do this campaign. All right, it's gonna be five grand. And I got paid five grand to do this campaign. Where you, and, you and know what helped. That steady cam. <laughs> that steady cam for real. Hey, you pull up to a shoot with a steady cam. Oh yeah, they be like, oh he for real. <laughs> but but it's that thing. It's like it's not it's not the gear, and it's not it's it's do they believe in you as a person as a creative and in what you've done before? So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to shoot that number out because at the end of the day, it's money you're not making anyways. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Don't sell yourself short. Exactly. It's like it's easy. It's easy to work your way down. You can't work your way up though. Real easy. It's like, hey, well, you just, well, you did the last two videos for 250 Now, all of a sudden, you're charging 500 It's like, yeah, let me just go ahead and throw this number out there. Who who knows? Yep. I might throw 10, 10 grand out there. This person might have 10 grand. Exactly. And you never know unless you try. And yeah. You're not losing it. That's a, that was the part that I really got to. It was like, oh, this guy wants me to do this thing for him. I'm, may, I'm paying my rent regardless of this additional project. Yeah. So, like, let's just try and let's see what happens. And you might, they might say no. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they might go for the cheaper option. But I'm telling you, it's nothing is more rewarding than, like, getting rejected on an offer. And then they come back. They come back. And they're like, you were right. And I was like, I told you. Now we're going to be homies. We're going to lock you in yeah. for six months. And we're going to do this the right way. We're going to get it the right way. And you're going to boom. Yep. You're going to make money, too. Like, it's, I'm not trying to shade nobody. We're, we're going to make money together. And that's the beauty of the game. And it's, and bro, and. It's usually weddings that I usually see that in mm. where people just don't want to make the investment. And, bro, you get what you pay for. And I feel like there's a lot of people making, like, they're wanting a level of stock in return when they made no investment. Right. And just like we have to invest into our gear. Like, obviously, I can't just be rolling around here with the T2i for the rest of my 100%. entire career. Eventually, I'm going to have to upgrade 100%. my gear. In the same way, you're going to have to upgrade your mindset and start looking at things differently and realizing that, hmm, I need to figure out what my worth is. Mm. And it's hard to it's hard to even give people a price when you don't even know what your worth is. You yeah. don't even know. You have no confidence in your work. Yeah. And you have no solid basis in what you're doing with your work and why you're doing it. It's just like, I'm just living for the next gig, mm. you know, and, it, and that's where it comes in. Like, yeah, I mean, I can do. Fifty hundred fifty dollar videos in a year. It's like, or yep. I can do twenty five yep. five thousand dollar videos. That's real in a year. And at the end of the day, I worked less, but I was more focused. Mm-hmm. It's like let's stop being flashlights and be lasers, mm. and be like very accurate with what we're doing, and Smart. very focused on who we're reaching. Who do we want to work with? Who do we not want to work with? Please figure out who you don't yeah, want to work with. Because if you don't, you'll be knee deep into a project and you're like, this person is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And then real. at that point, you're stuck because they either paid a retainer, a deposit, or some sort of whatever. And it's like, I'm not going to give money back. Because yep. half the time, you probably already spent it. Yeah, 100%. You know? <laughs> and, but, and now you're just having to see a project through and you're just dreading it. And, you do that enough times, it causes burnout. It causes people to. Oh, I'm just gonna take. I'm gonna take a. I'm gonna take a month off. Mm. And one month turns into two. Mm-hmm. Turns into four. 
Turns into eight. Yeah. Next thing you know, you hit a year and you're like, dang, bro, what happened? Like, I fell off. Right. It's like because you were, you wore yourself out. Right. Mentally. And you emotionally drained yourself and you no longer have a desire That's to a even thing. be into this. And as far as outside of yourself, what was your support system like? Because I feel like that also plays a huge part yeah. into longevity. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, in terms of that kind of goes into the whole thing I was talking about, that whole year of cleansing of like getting rid of those negative voices. I didn't have a great support system and I made the mistake of I traded in my relationships with my family, like my parents and my sister and my brother and my cousins uh, you know, we all go through that. Like we move out and we're trying to make our own life and stuff. And I traded that in for relationships with people who didn't really care about me. So I didn't really have a support system for real. Like I had, you know, it, it was really just me and like two to three friends who I knew really like would like show up if I called, you know, and it was me and it was under, and, and, you know, I've always been the type of dude that's like, I'm okay with being alone. Um, you know, now post that whole season, I'm really okay with it. And I enjoy, and I found a way to love myself. And, and now like I enjoy, like I have routines now that I do by myself and the support system is something that is very important. And when music doing that, that transition, having that support system of my family and restoring those relationships is the reason I was able to do it. Mm -hmm. But, um, I think with that being said, as being somebody who didn't have a support system and in fact had people kind of like praying on your downfall 24-7 to building a really good support system is that is might be the difference between the person who really goes after it and the person who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And I saw Derek Jeter talking about it recently on, on something. Yeah. He was like, the reason I was able to dream is because I had parents who allowed me to dream. And I was like, yeah, that's why I'm so grateful for where I am now and you know, that, that's not like I, me and my parents always had a good relationship, but now I'm like, I'm calling my parents every day. Like I'm, we're talking about it. They're helping, they're guiding me as ex-musicians, guiding me down paths of like, don't mess with this crew. Like, you know, record labels are vicious. Like, you know, the little tidbits that I'm glad I have. So support is important, but also if you're somebody who doesn't have that, which is super common in creative space because it's such a, yeah. like, you don't get into photography because you're popular. Most people, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get it because you, you you be chilling and you play yeah. video games often. And if you're in that space, like, you don't need nobody for real, you know? But if you have the people who can support you and want to support you, don't take that for granted and, and really, like, maximize facts. that. That's facts. Yeah. And when you were a kid, you know, did y'all still have, like, that really solid yeah. relationship and... Yeah, no, as a kid growing up, I mean, we grew up poor, bro, like, like, uh, Miami Dade, like, you know, not the cool part, <laughs> you know, like, uh, we, we Miami, up, but not the cool part, not bro. the cool part, you know, like, um, and so, like, we were, we were poor, but I didn't know it, like, in, in, in hindsight, I could mm. tell, but my parents were so solid and my family was so solid. Like mm. I was chilling. I yeah. didn't even notice. Like, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? And then I'm like looking back and I'm like, I remember when my cousins moved, cause again, we're immigrants. So when my cousins moved and they needed a place to stay, we were in a two bedroom apartment, like eight of us, bro. Like on some straight, like stereotypical Hispanic stuff, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you know, we had a couch that we picked up from, uh, from next to the garbage disposal thing where people would just throw it out that was our couch you know um and so yeah super solid like i think about that often like wow we really were slumming it and i had no clue i was happy i mean that i mean that shows you how dope your parents were and how how much they held it down because they made sure y'all y'all didn't y'all didn't realize it because they were just they made sure you understood what mattered Mm -hmm. you know and and they made sure they provided even yeah that required overtime or whatever the case case yeah. was, you know, they just made sure you guys had what you needed. Bro, even when we moved to Texas, it was a crazy story. We moved to Texas because my dad got like a traveling job selling uh, 
my dad was a salesman for like he worked at Guitar Center okay. and Sam Ash, and that was like his thing. Oh, he was a musician, musician. Yeah, yeah. No, like when I say he's a Latin percussionist, like I remember there's photos of him doing like a hiatus to Cuba, like learning like on some Yoda, like Luke Skywalker type stuff. <laughs> like yeah, like he's dip out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go. It. I'm gonna go find. I'm gonna go find myself. Type. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. it's for real. And I look at the photos. I'm like, yo, this is like a movie, but um. Yeah, he uh, we moved because he got a job as a representative for a symbol company, and so what he would do, DFW is like the most economic, uh, you know, airport, so it made sense to be central, and mm-hmm. he would travel, and he would just go to guitar centers and make sure they're displayed correctly and show them how to do it. Yeah, and uh, we're like three months into it, we move into a new city. He gets laid off. No warning. Three no months in. Three months in, laid off completely, and. Um, you know, we're chilling in this new kind of life. He was getting paid better. Nice. And we're back. We're back to back to it. Yeah. Like on unemployment, you know, sheesh in hindsight, understanding now them just like living on credit cards. Like in the moment, I had no clue. Like I knew I knew like dad lost his job, obviously, but I wasn't aware of all this other stuff. And um, yeah, we we. um, I forgot where the. <laughs> conversation was going from the beginning but uh but just start starting off with the struggle yeah getting a little bit of hope and oh light, yeah and then coming back to the struggle yeah it, w- it was tough and um it, it i guess it made me really uh have a really firm understanding young of like even though you're in a safe option and you're like the nine to five and you're like that can go away just as fast. You're not really safe. You're not really safe. And safe. So you if you're gonna you're safe, if you're yeah. gonna risk it, might as well risk it doing something you love. You know. And, and it, it, for me, like I'm one of those people where COVID pretty much helped me. Mm, you sure. know, I got furloughed. <laughs> like, dude, like, bro, Titus, Titus was in Wuhan. Jeez. This man lived in Wuhan. Actually, yeah. What? Lived in Wuhan. That's crazy, bro. Bro was. Bro was where what Rona started, bro. Damn. And I'm like, you got any mutations? Hey, <laughs> bro. I'm like that boy. You immune at this point, <laughs> yeah, my yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, and so like, I remember when everything just shut down, bro. At the time, I was working at Top Golf, mm. and I was like, bro, they gonna shut us down, right? Bro. And and I had just got married like three weeks before. Mm. Not even, dude. We got married February 22nd, and they shut the bars down March 13th, March 13th, somewhere around there. Yeah. And I'm like, we got our first, like, Dallas case. And I was like, oh, it's a wrap. Oof. I saw how quick it was moving. I said, yeah, it's a wrap. Yep. And everybody was like, oh, no, it's all good. It's all good. We're fine. We're fine. We're just going to start cleaning everything more, this, that, and the other. I'm like, I don't know about that. <laughs> the news got a death toll ticker, bro. That was am, scary, bro. Bro, they was... Don't even start on that, bro. We it, it it ended up they shut down. Abbott gets on and it's <laughs> like, yo, shut down every bar. <laughs> yo, you got it. Sorry, chill. sorry. You got to chill. <laughs> so we he pulls up and he shuts down all the bars, all the restaurants, everything that's of service. Everybody stay at home and got furloughed. Everybody gets on unemployment. And I'm like, I have all the time in the world. Mm. And I'm, I can't just sit in the house all day, dude. Right. Like I get, I get, I get stir crazy. And I'm like, it's now or never. Go online. Get a Best Buy credit card. Jeez. Sony A7 III. Get it sent to the house. And it was go time. Let's go. And... From that point forward, I just never looked back. Mm. It took it took the world shutting down for me yeah. to finally get it through my thick head because some of us are like su- super stubborn and like super like in our heads about things. But man, it was the greatest decision, man. It's crazy, and and it's like that's the other side of this stuff that like they don't talk about in the cool movies. Like that's okay. Like yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like you didn't start earlier for a reason, whatever that is. You started when you started, and that's your story. And like it's it's. It's funny how, I don't know, we always try to, as creatives, we try to plan everything. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, we try to, like, have every move, at least how I am. You can hit that, uh, 
Like, there's a mm-hmm. panel right over there. I'll be forgetting the light be turning off. It's like on the timer. Uh, <laughs> go straight vibe. back, and there's a black panel. Still a little vibe. You know hit, hit the number one. Should be number one. Yeah. We out here. You know what I'm saying? There we go. Ain't nobody else here. We out here grinding, you know. Appreciate you, Titus. The man, the myth, the legend. Yes, sir. Mr. Wuhan himself. Mr. Wuhan himself. <laughs> no. But, um, yeah. Oh, we all, like, at least I am this way. Like, I need to calculate everything. Like, strategize, like, yeah. transition, this, this. I need to do it. And it's, like, a really easy way to procrastinate. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I learned anything, like, I'm 24. I don't know much. But if I learned anything, it's that, like, hindsight is twenty twenty, And most of the time, life is just a series of events and decisions that you make and then you make sense of it after. Yeah. And like, it's okay to like, you know, like sometimes God be making decisions for us. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, like you just got to do you. And the thing is, and the the beauty of this is like, when you make that decision, just stick to it. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Cause a lot of people will make the decision and they'll back out a little bit later or whatever. Yeah. Like if you're going to make a decision or not make a decision, be firm in that. And mm-hmm. that's, that's really the key to success. And you really, and you're catching on to it faster than a lot of other people. Because, one, you are, bro, you're 24. Like, when I was 24, people who were my age, 30, was gatekeeping. They didn't want to give up nothing. Yeah. You know, they didn't want to tell no secrets. They didn't want to give no type of insight, pave no way, right. give no resources. And your 20s are you are are literally your years of just make, bro, you should just be risking it your entire mm-hmm. 20s. That's how I feel. Risk, fail, learn. Fail as much as possible yeah. in your 20s. But there's this facade of like, man, by the time I'm 25, man, I kind of want to have my stuff situated. And then I realized, oh, your 30s is when life gets fun. Mm. Like, when you get hit your 30s, that's when like. How old are you? I'm 30. You're I 30? just turned 30. Like four months ago. Ooh, freshly 30. Freshly 30. <laughs> and so I'm like, I used to be terrified of 30, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when I turned 27, I was like, damn, boy. Yeah, that's that year. <laughs> your boy getting up there. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, your boy getting up there. But then I realized, man, this is when life gets fun, man. Like, I start realizing and paying attention and seeing all these people that are just pioneers in the industry. And realizing they started when they're 32, 33, mm. like, and I'm like, bro, social media got me out here tweaking. That's the issue. Social media, because social media shows me a bunch of young millionaires. Yep. And it just makes me think I'm a failure because I'm not a young millionaire. But my journey don't look like their journey. And, hey, I just like to, I like to. Live under the motto of, uh, you know, God saves the best for last. Heck know, yeah. So, Heck yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. but the, for, for you guys, man, 24, you're learning these things now. So it's like, you're saving yourself a lot of time. Mm. And it's like, you know, especially now, like, here's the thing. And this is where I'm like, uh, I want to say stress, but like in music 24, at least I thought it was, I've done research, but in music 24 is kind of old especially in hip-hop you know what i'm saying like you're you should already kind of be established in a way you know like you know the rappers i know like they started in high school they started yeah. producing even if it was like soundcloud stuff they started and so me starting at 23 when i did last year i felt that pressure of like or that was like one of those like kind of points in my head where i was thinking should i even do it bro like yeah i i got this creative thing on lock i could just keep doing this and like That's really real. get good at it and then I was like, my thing, and, and I made a song about it. It's called Macro Micro with the homie David Anthony. He killed his verse. But uh, shout out David Anthony, bro. He's a legend. He's a legend. Shout out David Anthony, he's bro. A legend. He, he, uh, you, he, that boy be that boy be going in. He about to drop too. He yeah, he is. Music, so I'm excited. But uh, the whole point is like, uh, I say self uh, self sufficiency. That's really the mission. And I got to a point in the creative side, and that's the that's the part of being a photographer, videographer, whatever, your career really revolves around you being able to monetize that. Um, And the way you monetize that, for the most part, especially in the beginning, if you're not like a landscape photographer or something like that, is you got to do projects where 
you're separating the expression from the service yep. and it's just a service. Mm-hmm. And I was that guy who was like completely like I was never attached to my work because I knew there's going to be a round of revisions regardless. Mm-hmm. So it was a really cool tool for me. But with music, you know, the reason I did it is because like this is something I can create that is self-sufficient. Something like this, like the podcast that you're doing, th- there's ways to do it in the creative industry. But for me as a musician, blah, 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 it made sense. And I think that's what we should all really strive for if we're really creative. And when I say really creative, it's like there's a lot of people who do videos just because it's a good side hustle. Like, I don't mean that. I mean, like, you're truly a tried and true creative. This is how you get off. Like, <laughs> you enjoy the yeah. process and everything. Like, yeah, you got to find a way to get away from that client stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And for me, that's what that music gave me that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I encourage anyone who's watching, like, try to find a model to follow or try to create your own path. But that whole self-sufficiency, that saved me with creativity, really, because I was mm-hmm. starting to hit a wall. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't say hit a wall, but I was getting tired, bro, like, exhausted, like, you know, of doing the client chase, mm-hmm. chasing the bag all the time. Yeah. And all that to say, making that transition to music, that was the big thing that got me through that hump of I'm too old <laughs> to do music. I was like... First of all, Tyler, the creator, didn't blow up till he was 27 or something like that. Yeah, and exactly. Second of all, like, who cares? Like, same thing with Donald Glover. Really, Childish Gambino, bro. Oh, he was in his bro. Dude's like 40 something. Oh damn, that's crazy. How old is he now? Holy no, no, like right now he's like he's he's like 40. Right, right. But like at the time, like bro, he was in his mid to late 20s. Yeah, he was he was on the film game for a long time. Right. He was he wrote 30 Rock in college, Mm. and did community and was kind of doing some music on the side. And then it just, it just hit right. Freaks and geeks hit Next, you know, camp comes out and because of the internet. Yeah. Kawhi shut man. Child's going to be nice. My freaking role model for <laughs> like that 3000 song. That guy. So like, what's next, man? For me, what's next? So, uh, short term, I'm dropping this project. It's called many sides. And is there again, a release date? Yeah, March thirty first. Ooh, um, yeah, this it's coming, month. It's coming quick. Yeah, yeah. We we don't okay. do slow around here. We okay, okay. Um, but uh, it's again, it's a re-release of all the songs, so it's, I'm not adding any new music. Um, but I thought it was important to give context to it before. Yeah. I move into the next season, which is not a song a week. Um, because I didn't want that to just feel like like in the macro. I didn't want it to be like. Oh, those are h- him getting his reps in. Yeah. Like, no, nah, like the first song of the first week is still as good as the last one. And so that's dropping. Uh, I'm excited about that because it's like a, it's 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 a lot. It's it's a commentary on humanity as a whole, because like what we were talking about earlier, like there's many sides to us, you know, and as mm-hmm. artists. And I think it's important to embrace that. And uh, like, I don't want to be no offense. I don't want to be a the baby type artist where I got one flow, I got one type beat, yep. and I have this gimmick, and I'm going to run with it until f- I fell off. was hard. <laughs> that was yeah, tough, man. It was very tough. Tough cookies, bro. <laughs> it's tough. But I want to be known as the guy who you don't know what's gonna, what he can make, and, and people can, you know, I, I'm already starting to see it. Like, I, I put up a poll the other day. Like, who would you want to see uh, on a song? Like, what major artist would you want to see? And they were so close. Like, I had, like, the Kid Leroy. I had Black, which is my favorite R&B trap artist. I'm ready for his album. <laughs> Bro, that new song I'm talking yes, about. Yes, five. Oh, so good. Such a vibe. It's been on repeat. But um, <laughs> Rosalia, and then I had Billie Eilish. I, bo- I voted Rosalia. Yeah, that was the winner, but by like 2%. Yeah, it was and very I, close. I really only did that one to kind of stir up like, oh, is he going to do something? I'm not. But uh, I did that to Perception, see like, man. yeah, yeah. I did that to see like, who do people associate my song with? Yeah. And so the fact that it was four totally different sounds. You're doing something right. I'm doing something right. And so I'm part of that. Yeah. And so what's next? It's uh, putting this project out, doing merch with the project. I just got a just got a text from an investor that's gonna help me launch yes, that. Sir. It's gonna be cool. And uh shout out to all the investors out there. Whew, you know what I'm saying? Um, from fronting the bread. You appreciate it. For real, for real. Um <laughs> do that and then uh yeah, what's next is just, you know, superstardom, global takeover. You know, that's that's the that's where I'm going. And uh if you if you like this conversation and you like my mindset, I guarantee you'll like my music because it's just a reflection of this. And uh, yeah, man, go ahead tag that uh, Instagram. Yeah, it's uh, at Andres R Tags. Um, 
I'm sure. Hopefully, it'll be in the description or something like that. But just go yeah. to my Instagram. I, Instagram is like my central spot. I got all the links in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, oh, I will plug. Um, I've been a, I've did a bad job of like YouTube with music. Mm-hmm. Like I just didn't do anything with it. Um. Uh, so I've been uploading like all the official audios and all that. So subscribe to my YouTube because it's severely underfollowed because I've severely underpromoted it. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just Andres Tagliaferro music. It's also in my in the link in my bio. And I'm going to start doing that's part of the next phase. Start doing like behind the scenes stuff and yeah, meaning behind stuff and music Bro, videos. You, you should uh, you should. I'm sure you did the podcast, you know, what anchor is right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. They they have a, the new feature. Oh, video, video thing? Yeah. yeah. I use DistroKid. I just don't want to pay that money. No, it's free on Anchor. Whoa. So if you wanted to make, like, just your content page and you just upload videos, oh. you can, bro. You, yeah, I need to the, talk the, about the, the entire video podcast is going to be on Spotify. That's fire. So it's not just listening. They made it available to, for, now we all Joe Rogan in here. <laughs> right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, they, they, they made it, they made it dope. the presentation? The mm-hmm. new stuff that's coming out? Yep. They're, they're on it, bro. So I think I think I think you should utilize that too, bro. So uh, like you, you got your artist page, and just have a visual page too that people can yeah. tap into, and then obviously utilize YouTube, bro. I'm gonna text you about that because yeah, you know bro, for sure, for yeah. sure. I, whatever I can do to help, bro, because <laughs> I think I think you can really utilize that because nobody's doing it, right? Because it's such a new, <clears throat> it's such a new thing. Nobody's even touched it yet. Super undersaturated. Say less. Be a part of that first wave, bro. Yeah, because I'm getting tired of TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, bro. TikTok is like, man, dude, it's a plague. Uh, real creatives hate TikTok. No cap. TikTok is just, man, come on, dude. That's what I'm saying. Follow me on YouTube. <laughs> Follow I'm my guy, bro. Go back to the roots. You know I make, I'll make sure I have your information uh, in the description. Appreciate it. And so everybody can go show some love, bro. Sick, man. I appreciate you coming through, bro. Dude, I've loved this. I've loved this. And before I go, um, this is sick. I said it before, You, what you're doing. Um, in the city of Dallas is important and we need more people to do this and you know back when we met a while ago about some other ideas you had you know that would be sick that idea we talked about so I'm not and it was kind of like centered around kind of like this this is like kind of like the intro to that good, you know good, yeah, yeah, yeah we need that and and if you're listening or watching from LA or New York or wherever like Dallas is really like that like if you come in and you tap in with the right people we got yeah it's a big spot we just don't show it <laughs> so I'm right. happy and I'm glad to be a part of this for real hey man we're a part of that first wave bro okay. uh, it starts with us yes, sir. it starts with us keep building yo shout out to everybody thank you for listening 52 podcast catch y'all on the next episode peace love positivity love extra you. creativity Woo. love y'all have a good night peace out peace Thank <laughs> you.